1: A five foot hundred and seventy pound penguin will mess you up. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score Nord Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three, four. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. All right. Mackie and Judd with Rami at the Minnesota State Fair here. Live on stage at the Score North booth, where, by the way, uh, we I, I, I'm told that our our bombus related t-shirts have been selling, like, what's something that sells fast? Hotcakes. Hotcakes. cakes. What's, like, by the way, Lindsay Whalen's hanging out with us. Hot say, cakes. everybody, Lindsey Whalen here. Did you just ask, what's a hot cake? No, I'm asking. No, we're asking trying to figure it out. Why? Who was the I first got your point? Who hot was cakes. the first person to say?
3: By the way, best this.
1: ovation we've gotten yet at the state fair, so <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Why do things like, why is it that, that, like that why not, hot cakes are the selling comparison when like things are selling fast?
2: It's selling yeah. like waffles.
1: Yeah. Like, why why wasn't it
4: waffles? Some sort of hot do- waffles. Why not sort of
5: doughy goodness. French
2: fries.
3: I don't think anything probably sells faster than French fries, yeah. it's
2: right? A, it's all a good
3: point.
1: Pizza? These are questions... Anything. I can't.
2: I am yeah. not prepared to answer no. today.
1: Let's put yeah. a microphone out. Maybe hot somebody cakes. can answer it here. Why yeah. hotcakes? Anybody? <laughs> no. Okay. So, all right. What are you uh, What are you up to here at the state fair? What? What? Like when you When you think state fair, what are the things that you have to do, Lindsey Whalen? What's on your um, list?
5: Prano Pup for sure. Okay. Had one of those. Um, Had some fries. I'm going to get some cookies. You guys are in a great location for the cookies after. Got to get some cookies. Um, But, yeah, no, we were here to do the U of M. It was kind of our day to come out here and talk with our fans. We did a little Q&A with um, Jasmine Brunson, um, Diva Hubbard, and Mercedes Staples, so a couple players who are on campus this week and um, getting ready for the season. So, Coming out here, seeing our fans, and kind of getting people excited, and then, um, yeah, hitting a few, hitting a few of these food stops for sure.
1: What is your expectation? Have you have you mapped out a team goal or a bar for this season yet? Is it is it tournaments? Is it yeah, something beyond?
5: Well, all of our seniors came into my office at the end of the season and said, "I said, all right, what's your, you know, what are you thinking next year? What do you want? What are your goals?" They all said NCAA tournament. So they. None of them really played a ton their freshman year. They all went their sophomore year, but there was Carly Wagner, Kenesha Bell, Destiny, who came in as a freshman, Jesse Edwards, who all kind of played, you know, big roles on that team. They all want to get back there and have an impact. So I'm holding them to it. So, you know, I mean, it's by no means easy. Um, we should be in the mix for the Big Ten. Maryland's going to be very good. Um, but, um, but yeah, it's um, that's why I like, you know, the kids come back to school on Tuesday and we're starting practice on Wednesday because that was wow. their goal, and so, you know, we're going to hold them to it. And, and so I think that's that's something if we're healthy and if we play the right way and do the right things, we, we, we could be there. We could be an in tournament team this season. But, um, you know, a lot, obviously, between now and then.
2: Your Vikings are going to be how good in 2019, Lindsay Whalen?
5: I haven't watched a snap of preseason yet, Judley. Not one. No, you know what you're missing. The greatest competition in sports. I don't yeah, think you, that matters. You have not missed a thing, Patrick. I don't think that matters one Patrick bit. Patrick Royce he hasn't known when
2: any of the games are, and he's a columnist. I'm at work. I'm right, at work. So it doesn't matter. So so you so I'm tell work. so tell me again. How good is your team going to be in your mind? Is I mean your, your expectations. You're still. You know what? We're all still waiting for the first Super Bowl since 1977.
5: Appearance. Let by me, the way. All right. I just googled the schedule. Okay. I don't see a loss.
1: Wow.
3: I can't
5: see the first loss. I don't that's see it. That's confidence right there. I don't see it. It only, I don't goes, see until the week, it
1: only goes until week three on her screen. <laughs> yeah, she, didn't, she didn't scroll down at all. I was
3: watching her. She didn't
5: scroll uh, down past week all, three. But well, I well, mean, know. you know, it's going to be the offensive line and cousins, you know?
2: Yes, right? it will be. That's how
5: it comes down to with the NFL these days. Right? And
2: both concern me a and, lot, Lindsay.
5: And, um, you know, defense. But Zim has a good defense. He's always had a good defense. Last year was a little bit of a dip, but. You know, I, I still think I don't know. I think as long as we, you know, Thielen digs. Obviously, our running back situation is very good. You know, if if if, um, if Cook can keep averaging forty-four yards a carry, I think we're going to have a good season. <laughs>
3: that could probably work out. <laughs> I, th- I, I like that where that's going. Yeah. I like where
5: that's going. So, yeah, I did see that run. I saw that run when I was, uh, was a nice out of town. That was. Crazy. So I don't know what do you guys think? You guys know more than me.
1: I've got him on eleven and five. I got him
5: with yeah? eight, eight
3: or nine wins. Okay. Eight or nine. I'm but Delvin ten. Cook is sort of the X huh? factor for ten. me. Ten. Ten? ten for
1: me.
5: Well, aren't the Bears aren't they the team to beat in the division this year?
1: Well, you're asking this guy grew up a Bears fan here, Rami Maklov, so oh. he's gonna say fourteen and two and oh. yeah. twelve and four. Oh, <laughs> <carried
0: away. laughs> yeah. Because
5: <laughs> um, yeah. well, I mean, yeah, and the Packers, new coach. Yep. I mean, The Lions, they're still in. They're still in NFL, right? They're still in the division. Yes, yeah, so in they're so They're speaking, still in. Yes. They're still in. But uh, the Lions are my just favorite. Just kidding. I love Detroit. <laughs> no,
1: nobody. Just I just don't no, like don't. the Lions. Nobody says that with, it's with okay. truthfulness. My favorite. Well, thing I about got four Detroit... kids from
5: Detroit in my team. <laughs> <Okay.
1: laughs> so, then you do have to say it. Yeah, I, I love how the Lions have had maybe the greatest running back in the last fifty years, no and the greatest wide receiver, and both were so sick of playing for the Lions they, they retired when they were twenty nine. They like, just quit. I'm just I can't. Barry Sanders. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I know.
5: Gosh. Yeah, that's, that's too bad. I, you yeah. know, I may, I remember watching when they made it to the NFC title game and lost to the Redskins, but other than that, that's been, like, the only time that they really made it far into the playoffs. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's my whole life. You mentioned
3: Kirk Cousins, X's and O's and technique aside, because you coach basketball mm-hmm, and it's a different mm-hmm. sport, but from a motivational standpoint, when you're trying to get in a guy's head, mm-hmm. what would you say to Kirk Cousins if you were coaching
1: him?
5: Well, um, boy, um... You know that's your that's your point guard. Yeah, that's your um, your floor general, your leader. So, do
3: you impress that to a point going, guard on the court? That like this whole thing revolves yeah, around. you. the greatest.
5: You. Uh, yeah, it's the greatest job, and it's also I mean, it's the hardest job, and it's also the best job in the world because it's your fault, and it's you're the reason why you win, and you're the reason why you lose. So that's why that's a challenge to the point guard. I mean, I. That had that my whole career, and just once you understand that and kind of relish it and enjoy it, obviously Tom Brady is like the the picture of how you want to do that. Is um, so yeah, I would just say, and I, you know, I'm sure he knows that. I mean, that's no, that's no, it's no secret, but um, but yeah, you, that's kind of how that's what how we tell our point guards too. We we, we kind of we live and die with you guys because it's what it is. You guys are the coach out there on the floor, and you're calling plays and making reads, and it's the same thing with the quarterback. Just I mean court, you know more physical game obviously you 're not getting tackled in basketball but. so
2: kirk 's problem because he he physically is is gifted obviously um, kirk 's problem that seems to be that he tries to process and overthink things a, a lot as a point guard what did you how did you balance that mm-hmm. so so that you so that you had all this responsibility, your team is relying on you constantly. But you can't allow that to bog you down mm-hmm. or you're going to be worse what what was your key mentally to process that assignment
5: well that's why it's the be- that's why it's the hardest job because it's all it is is a balance because it's yeah you have to think but then you have to plan your instincts and you have to do what's gotten you there to this point so um, you know I would try to if I ever got in my own head where it was a little I was thinking a little bit too much I would just break it down as here's my Here's who I'm guarding. Here's what they really like to do. Try to take that away and try to get our team into an offensive possession. And then I had really good players around me that usually things would work out. But sometimes just breaking things down to just the most simple part. If you play defense, and then you're able to get your team into something, into something good that they're comfortable with. Sometimes that's your job. And then things, and then you, and then you can really like, okay, now my three-point shot's feeling good. Now I can rebound. Now I can make my reads, pick and roll. Now you can get into that. Now I can try to score 20. But those basic things, I would try to usually go to those basics when I, when I, if and when I would have those problems. I mean, it happens throughout a year, a couple times a year. That's what it is. Does you know? it happen
3: as a coach where you there's just too much swirling around and you, you kind of get lost in your own thoughts and your own head?
5: Um, you know, not as, not as much. Probably just when there's a 20-second um, timeout and you got to draw a really quick play, sure. you just got to go with your first instinct on right. that because there's no – What you know would have, could have, should then you can think about that for the next four days after a game, and as you're watching video, then you can either say, "Oh, great call," or like kick yourself. But you gotta just go with that because it's not much time. And like as a player, I would run over to Cheryl; she'd tell me the play, I'd run it. And now I'm the one making that decision. So you gotta just you. That's why you gotta try to be as prepared as possible and try to have all these things just in the back of your head, so then it's easy to just quick draw up and then let Jazz Brunson, who are is our senior point guard, let her go to work.
1: So, Lindsay, what is, now that now that you've been immersed in coaching here for, for this time, what is one thing about coaching that you love more than you thought, and one thing that's been harder than you thought?
5: Um, practice and game days, for sure. I thought, I didn't know I'd, like, love that piece as much. For sure, the game day. Um, the, like, you know, is like, trying to see what they're going to do and making adjustments and trying to figure out when a good time to stop their momentum or one good play to kind of like change things up. I love that. Um like building practices throughout the month of October we can really start practicing and we have 20 hours a week building your playbook and your defensive schemes. Um I you know, I think this is something that you know going in, but I think your communication is something that I've learned that has to be just on a whole nother level as than a player or a point guard or a captain just communication to be able to tell your team what you want them to do what you want your reads to be how you want their defensive footwork to be to be able to explain that for them to do that on the court is something that you can say and think you know but until you get out there and do it it's uh that's a totally different ball game so definitely a challenge and that'll probably always be a a great challenge that's something you'll know you know you can always do better yeah, you, that, you know you know so. why that's
1: always going to be a challenge because every year going forward there's going to be a wider age gap between you and the kids that you're bringing in yeah. too yeah so I, I would think that you know if you're, yeah, if, you're a, if you're if you're a muffet or somebody if you get to be 50 60 years old to be able to stay in touch with 18 19 20 year olds yeah that becomes more challenging right
5: you got to stay young you got to stay young. That's what, you got to come out to the state fair and see what's really going on. And you, can't, you can't quite you stay in your little uh, bubble. Um, you got to get out and, yeah, you got to recruit, 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 and get to know players and their families and then what's, go from there so you have that
2: connection. What's the red tape like as far as not just recruiting but NCAA? I mean, there's got to be – as a player, you know, I'm, I'm sure you're a little bit concerned about it, mm-hmm. and I mean a little bit concerned, but when you start to coach and recruit and have to be aware of, I can buy this kid an ice cream on Tuesdays, but I can't on Wednesday, what does that get to be like?
5: Well, that's why we have a whole department that's like we're always constantly asking But are they questions. like telling
2: you, like, oh, okay, so you're like going to them and asking mm-hmm. them what? Yes, every, okay. almost
5: every day. Someone oh. For sure someone from our staff has a question almost every day of, because what you can and can't do, because um, it's a lot. Of, it's yeah. It's um. That's a. That's definitely a. A necessary part, but a complicated part, and it's something that you want to stay on top of. So it's that's um. You know that's been something that you just you just have to do. It's just we uh, had an amazing
1: moment up here. Like. When was, when, it was actually when Rachel Bannon was a freshman, so this is, this is a long time ago now. Ages. And, and, and Rachel Rachel was up here. I think it was, it was Roycey and Mackie were up here, and Rachel was doing, and she was great. She was doing an interview, and, uh, and it gets over, and I just grabbed one of our, at the time, 1500 ESPN, I think it was a maroon and gold 1500 ESPN t-shirt and tossed it to her, and it was like... The look on the face of somebody with the university was like, "I can't believe I have to do this right now, yeah. but I have to take that. I can't let her take that shirt oh, because it's an NCAA oh. violation." Like, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Ta- if you're, you're taking a free benefit. Mackie
2: tried to get a school in trouble. Yeah. See what's happening? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mackie tried to get you guys in trouble.
5: Yeah. On. Um on me and Ben's I guess Ben and I, I don't know how do you say that grammar casual grammar. conversation okay. don't even Judd worry about had it
1: editors he didn't even yeah, <laughs> I, so I on our about first it.
5: on our first date one of our first dates we went to Applebee's up in Roseville close to campus and somebody tried to pay for our dinner um because they were a fan we had to say no we have to pay for it wow
1: good thing it was half price appetizers <laughs> <Yeah>. after that <nine laughs> exactly exactly, yeah. was exactly. Dollar, was yeah, Ben was like yeah
5: sure <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Right. You had to be
2: tempted to be like, no. Okay, just this one time. <laughs> yeah.
5: No. I was and I was a senior and I was like, okay, like a couple more months of this and then it doesn't. It's kind of then I would. Be Lin- a pro, then will never hopefully.
1: pay for a meal oh. ever again. It'll be great. Yeah. Um, all right, so. Lindsay, Before we say goodbye to you and wish you luck for the senior year. No, oh, I guess well, we have no, time no, for half. Not it's it's not minutes. quite it because everyone who's come up on stage so far, and we've only had two uh, that have participated in this challenge: Gerson Rosas and Pete Najarian. It's the Do You Know the State Fair quiz with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. Okay. And uh, I would think that compared to Gerson Rosas, who is the leader in the clubhouse with Pete at two out of five. Now, Pete goes to the fair like eight times. Gerson had been at the fair for three hours.
2: She's my favorite. No pressure, but the pressure's on. You
1: got to (laughs) score. Because
2: when this thing started, I said Waylon wins it.
1: Three out of five puts you in the lead with, let's see, five shows to go here. Are you ready for this? Are you confident? I'm ready. I'm
5: hydrated. Yeah, she, she took, she took hydrated. a nice drink of water. A of water. Yeah, she's ready <laughs> yeah, I'm for I'm good now. All
1: right, let's fire up the game show music. Declan back in studio, and we'll go question number one. How long would it take the average cow to produce all the milk served during the 12-day fair run? So if, if one cow, if Bessie, produced all the milk that's consumed at the state fair, would it be two years, eight years, or 20 years. 20 years. Now she's a chint. F- it's eight years. It would take eight years to produce it. All right. 0 for 1. It's okay. It's all right. It's not good, You've got four Lee. more to go. You still, still come go. back. Four more to go. You're fine. It's not good, Lee. Totally fine. You've trailed in games before. You can come back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Question number two. How many cookies does one batch of dough at Sweet Martha's Cookies yield? So how many, how many cookies do you get out of one batch? Is it 10, 500, or 5,000? 5, one batch. One, One batch. batch of cookie dough. Is it 10, 500, or 5,000?
5: 5, 500.
1: No, it's 5,000. Mm. Now I'm worried. You're going to have <laughs> <wasn't> to sweep <laughs> these last <laughs> three. I like wasn't three.
2: worried previously. Now I'm worried. you got to sweep
3: I'm these last worried. three.
5: I'm very Don't make Chuck look
1: bad. You might get booed well, here, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Colts, <laughs> fan, Colts fans booed Andrew Luck on Friday. <laughs> That's on true. That's true. It could happen to anyone. With Minnesotans booed Lindsey Whalen, That Minnesota was awful. That yes, was.
5: Was. I was so upset about that.
1: Now, could you imagine that being your last memory walking off... Target Center floor, Williams Arena floor. <laughs> right? Wait to put that Well, no, just the
5: amount of pain he's been in for yeah. four years. I yeah. get booed anyway. Side track. All right, you are correct, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. With you. Question number okay. three.
1: You got to run the table a bonus to take the question? Lead. Unfortunately, no.
5: Oh, no, Rami.
1: <laughs> Sorry. We didn't think that far ahead. All right, question number three. How many rolls of toilet paper does the state fair go through each year? Is it 5,000, 11,000, or 22,000?
5: 22,000. That is correct.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, oh, hey, Here, <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. It's called She's running the table. A run. She's making a run. Running the table. I love how everyone has answered that one correct.
5: It's like, <laughs> Just like the <laughs> most. Clearly yeah, it's the most. Like, all right, you know, you've been yeah, in any of yeah, these it's bathrooms.
1: Like, it's,
5: yeah. <laughs> as many right. as possible.
1: One for three. Here's question number four. If measured end-to-end, how many miles of footlong hot dogs are sold at the state fair every year? Is it 35 miles, 75 miles, or 112 miles?
5: 112 miles.
1: No,
3: it's
5: only mm. 35 miles. Everyone's got that one. I wrong. I think
1: everyone's missed that one. But we, I would have too. We don't eat as many foot long hot dogs as we think. Well, we eat 35 miles worth. That's still. I understand that. I understand that. I think it's going to prove to be wrong. I think we're going
2: to find out and have to retroactively give that... Point Judge,
1: to. we thoroughly fact-checked this. Come
2: on. We don't take
1: stay this fair lightly. Might be, stay Fair might be that's, wrong. That's we'll impossible. find out error. The, the w- Mackie and Jeb with Rami stats and information department yeah. doesn't get stuff like Our this Our analytics wrong, okay? are so good. Especially this last question. <laughs> All right. We okay. thoroughly researched yeah, this. I, yeah. Took right, out yeah. calculators and everything. <laughs> All right, Lindsay, you have one correct out of five. But if you get this one correct, you tie Gerson Rosas and Pete Nigerian for the lead here at the fair. Okay?
5: Okay. And last.
1: That's correct. Yeah,
5: <laughs> I like how you think. You yeah. see, this is
1: how this is how coaches think. How much manure is hauled out of livestock barns every year at the State Fair? Is it ten thousand pounds of manure, five hundred thousand pounds, or six million pounds?
5: Ten thousand pounds.
1: Again, we fact checked this. It's six million pounds. Mm. Six
5: million pounds. Which really
1: makes me want
2: to go home and not come back to the state fair, but that's a whole nother 3, topic. tons. 3,000
1: 3, tons. 3,000
2: tons. According yeah, to know. the state I...
5: fair
1: media guide. Well,
5: yes. Yeah, I don't, I don't doubt it. What that's that, that is... for
2: a media guide, by the way?
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, ordinarily it's accomplishments, rookie
3: of the year. Hey, here it's dung. That's an accomplishment, all right? That is an accomplishment. <laughs> Let's give
1: Lindsay Whalen a round of applause for being a good sport up here. Thank you, Lindsay. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. It. Thanks. Uh, good luck this season. Great you. Thanks, guys. We love having you on the show. No, anytime. And, anytime. Uh, we'll a, we'll a, anytime, we'll do it. will We'll do another Thank JD Voight so run at some point with you. All right. Anytime, Mackie and Jeb with Rami live from the Minnesota State Fair. Roy Smalley will join us next via the phone. Later on, we're gonna we're gonna dive into uh, some Vikings related stuff as well. Before we go anywhere, let's talk about the best car dealership and service department. In the Twin Cities, that would be Luther Brookdale Toyota on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard. It's a place that my family and I have been going to for 30-plus years. I can't tell you how many times I have driven by other dealerships and service departments without even thinking twice. And you'll get the same experience, the same level of expertise and, uh, and service. You'll get it all. I'll tell you what, you drive into that service department, and uh, you'll notice... The state of the art facility. It's like you know, not to rag on the old place, but when I first started going there, it was called Toyota City, and it was down the street. And it was like it was like the Metronome. It was fine. Personality, a lot of really good, smart people. but Oh, needed- Coliseum, basically. I wouldn't go that far. It wasn't quite. I mean, it wasn't there wasn't raw sewage. Let's put it that the way. Trop, maybe Tropicana Field. Nah, somewhere <laughs> in there. Now it's Target Field. <laughs> okay. Now they've got the facility. They've got the personnel. They've got some of the best, most durable vehicles in the world. That would they be have Toyotas. a roof on it. They put a roof they on They have it. a roof on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than Target Field. Luther Brookdale Toyota, 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard, and LutherBrookdaleToyota.com, Judd Zolgad. Thank
2: you very much, sir. And now I want to talk to you about my friends at Certopro Pro Painters. And you know what? Phil's talking about the old place, right? Well, perhaps you're looking at your house right now, and it's the old place. There's nothing wrong. You don't want to move, but it needs a paint job. Maybe it's a bedroom. Maybe it's a, a bathroom. And that is when you contact my friends at Serta Pro Painters, and you get hold of them, and you say, you know what? I want my house to look like new, and I'm going to start by getting rooms painted. You know, I'm thrilled by the job that they, they recently did at Serta Pro, making my guest room and bath look like new. And two words come to mind when it comes to Serta Pro Painters. Those two words are incredibly important, professional and thorough. Now it's your turn, as I said, to contact Serta Pro Painters and feel the same satisfaction I did. It helps in each Serta Pro Painters business, independently owned and operated, so it's right here in your community. I urge you to schedule your free estimate online. I said free estimate online at Certapro.com. Or by calling 800-GO-SERTA. Find out for yourself right now the type of quality you get from Serta Pro Painters. Again, get your free, and I stress the word, estimate online at com Or by calling 800 go That's Serta with a C. Serta Pro Painters, we do painting. And guess what? That means you get to do life.
1: Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app at the Minnesota State Fair. All week long, where you can get, I, 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 my sources are telling me, by the way, the, uh, Scornorth merchandise booth sources, that, uh, we are almost out of some of the popular Bomba related shirts. We have to put in another order here. So if you, uh, if you want to get your hands on Bombas, 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 and Bombas, or if you want to get your hands on the All Arise shirts, you better act quickly, get here to the state fair. Roy Smalley from Fox Sports North, World Series champion. Very important question for you right off the bat. If they had Players Weekend, when you played, would you have gone for the all black uniforms or the all white uniforms?
4: <laughs> you know that's a uh, that's a losing question. I can't. I, I didn't like either one of them, and uh, I, I probably would have uh, would have gone for the black ones.
2: So, right, I, I told Phil this now. I didn't like both these, but but I get that they're trying to appeal to the kids, right? But I think the rule of thumb should... Which, what kids? I don't know, but I think the rule of thumb should start <laughs> here, Roy. If you can't read the nicknames or numbers on, on the back of either the white or black jerseys, you should probably say to yourself, let's redesign this and think of a better idea.
4: Yeah, it didn't make any sense uh, to me. And and um, I think that the players kind of got a kick out of... Uh, uh, doing their shoes up, uh, especially and and uh, Mitch Garver had a bat design that was really cool and um, uh, with all kinds of colors on it and stuff. And you know, I think that kind of individuality is is uh, is neat. I just I, I don't get the it changing the uniforms that much. I, but anyway, I mean it's the, the least of our issues, right?
1: Yeah. Well, the, the I, let's let's. I know the Twins are three and a half games up right now, and and uh, they've got a good chance to put some more distance between them and Cleveland here in the coming weeks. But I think we're all kind of looking at all right if they if they get into a post game uh, a postseason series, what can we expect from starting pitching? And Jose Barrios has just not been himself here, and it's it's another August. We talked about this with you last week. <laughs> What did you see from him the other night? Uh, you know, what 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 do you expect going forward? Do you think we will see the Jose Barrios that we saw a couple months ago before the regular season is over?
4: You know, I'm not sure. I, I know that they're working with him on mechanics, and I talked a little bit about it on the broadcast, uh, but he has a tendency to over-rotate. Uh, uh, he gets... He gets real closed off as he as he goes into his uh, delivery, the first half of it, and then he has to really fly open to get back uh, to any kind of um, uh, you know square position coming you know so that his his arm angle is good and, and all that kind of stuff and and the last, his last start when he was uh, a little bit more squared up to the to where he was throwing the ball. Uh, then it, he, he was throwing ninety four and ninety five, and when he when he flew open, you know he, he loses uh, he, he loses command and he loses velocity and and uh, he loses command of every every pitch and loses velocity on his fastball. So they're working on that. You know it's going to be a he had that problem you know early in his in his career. I mean that's his natural that's kind of his natural delivery and and he's got a. He's got to figure, uh, figure that out. So if he doesn't figure, you know, if he doesn't get there, um, then I think he's going to have some issues. If he, if he does get there, the, the stuff, when he does it right, still looks real good. So I, I think that, I, I think the jury's out yet, and just to, just to see, and that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a bit, you know, that's a, that's a worry, obviously.
2: Roy, if he does not get fixed, can you give me a uh, starting pitching playoff scenario under which you think the Twins can have success? Because I come back to if Barrios doesn't um, fix his problems here, to me it becomes very difficult to w- to win a series because I don't know who steps up and basically replaces him as the guy that you have complete confidence in like you do when he's pitching well.
4: Well, I think that's I, I think that's right. I mean, I think all the guys, all five guys – have the ability to step up and pitch really well, even against uh formidable uh, offenses that they would oppose. And, and we've seen that, you know, from, uh, from each one of them during the course of the season. Uh, so we'll see how they pitch down the stretch and, and we'll see uh, which, uh, which guy, uh, including hopefully Brios uh, steps up and, and uh, figures it out. And, you know, I'm, I I think that the Twins are going to win the division, but but they've got to pitch right. I mean, they, their starting pitchers have to have to be better than they've than they've been. Uh, it just uh, it, I'm not even thinking about playoffs yet. I mean, I, it's it, it's it's going to be important for them to pitch well uh, from get get well pitched games consistently from their starters. If they're going to finish this off, and so that's what that's kind of what I'm what I'm thinking about.
1: Roy Smalley, there's a chance the Twins lineup could break the major league home run record, uh, single season team home run record, before the next time we talk. I think it'll it'll probably be sometime next week, the first week in September. Who has been your favorite hitter to watch on this team this season, and why?
4: Oh, what a god! What a great question. Um, Max Kepler uh, for sure um all season long, uh, consistent, uh, and big hits and, you know, home runs, uh, hitting against left-handers. Uh, I still think that he's gonna get better and better against right-handed pitching, which is, which is scary, you know, thinking about where he might, where he might get, uh, to as, as a hitter. Um, and, uh, Jorge Blanco early in the season but Jorge's, Jorge's not thrown it as well or not uh, hit as well uh here in the second half but he's still a real tough out i i I've, I've enjoyed I, I really enjoyed watching his first half i thought it was uh terrific um you know i'm gonna go through the just about the whole lineup because you can't help but do that with the contributions everybody's made. It's impossible to not be just absolutely enamored of Nelson Cruz and, and what he's done at, uh, at any age, uh, at least of all uh, 39. Um, so I, And then the uh, contributions that um, uh, C.J. Krohn made uh, during the first half uh, until he hurt his thumb, and then you know that home run the other the other day was huge. He just he continues to get some big hits. I, I mean, you look up and down the lineup. Mitch Garver, I love I loved watching him uh, do what he's done. It was one of the best home run per bat uh, ratios in uh, in baseball so I, the whole lineup is and and then I'll go back to Eddie Rosario and I told Dick Berry the other day you know who my uh favorite hitter to watch and my least favorite hitter to watch on the lineup is both the same guy <laughs> <laughs> it's Eddie Rosario right. because he's so good and he and he gets himself out so many times because I mean he's so good because he's so aggressive and he gets himself out so many times because he's so aggressive early in counts the swing and swing at pitches he ought not to and it's almost impossible to say don't do that because it's kind of like telling Bayer Buckson not to run into fences so I just I love the lineup it's been so much fun and and, and I think that's where you know people are uh, are only hurting themselves if they if they're so focused on you know not being having the team disappoint them by not doing as well in the postseason as they think they that they should or they want them to and lose sight of how much fun this is to watch this team. I just think it's I think it's been it's been great. And
2: Roy, you, you didn't bring up your guy, so no.
4: Well, yeah, I mean, what, it was, the last 50 games, uh, he's got a slugging percentage over one. Uh, and uh, I think he's, uh, in the last 50 games, he's he's driven in, I don't know, 40-some runs. I mean, he's been fantastic. And uh, you're right, I that um, I, I was careless of me to admit him because, what he's done the second half of the season, changing his hitting mechanics mid-season mid against big league pitching, is nothing short of remarkable. And, and hopefully this is the start of him just continuing to get better and better over time as well.
2: So, Roy, I'm going to give you an observation. And what what I love about you coming on the show is you can tell me my observation, what that means, and and tell me what I'm seeing. My observation is this. It's not that Snow is hitting the ball hard right now. It's not that he hits home runs. What impresses me the most, and, and what I'm seeing going back to uh, his rookie year, which was so impressive, and and I think in the last couple of years had completely disappeared until this uh, hot stretch is this one. He's laying off pitches. Because he came up in his first year, I said he strikes out a lot, but he knows the strike zone. It's impressive. And then that completely went away in my mind, and he was swinging at all types of pitches and looked awful. What's the adjustment there where now he is definitely laying off pitches again that he was swinging at for, let's say, the last two and a half years?
4: I. Think that's a great point. You're absolutely right. Uh, and um, I, I think that he had gotten his swing mechanics uh, so long, in such bad shape, which resulted in his swing being so long that he wasn't getting to, you know, 93, 94-mile-an-hour fastballs in the middle of the plate. And and I think the anxiety that that created – had him rushing so much, uh, trying to hit the ball, trying to get the big end of the bat out in front, because, you know, he wants to hit the ball, you know, 600 feet to left field. That's what he thats what he really wants to do more than anything else. And he wasn't getting to pitches and, and uh, to fastballs, uh, even relatively mediocre ones, and, and he was rushing so much to get the bat head way out in front so he could pull the ball. And he would just... He he was swinging at the first thing he saw out of out of a pitcher's hand. And this is hard to describe because you you have you know four tenths of a second, five you know half a second, point you know point three point three three tenths of a second, depending on how hard a guy throws to uh, to pull the trigger to decide you know what the pitch is and and pull the pull the trigger. And it, it it's it's why hitting is is so hard. And um, if you're if you're swinging at the first thing you see, it's easy to see why someone would do that, because you get in streets where you just don't feel like you have any time, and you're going to get beat with everything, and you really have, when hitters learn that they have a little bit more time than they think, if they get their swing mechanics to a point where it's efficient, then you have a little bit more time than than you think. And Lou Piniella used to he, he used to say to me sometimes when I'd, I'd get in some streaks like that, Lou Piniello would say, see the ball twice. <laughs> now, that seems like it's really weird, right? I mean, Three-tenths or four-tenths or five-tenths of a second. But you really you see the ball out of his hand, and then before you totally commit, you see it again on the way. And uh, that that's the optimal way to do it. And uh, Sano wasn't doing that. He would see the ball out of the pitcher's hand, Looked like a fastball to him. He had to hurry up and to get out there and pull it. And he was starting his whole, his body was moving, his hands were moving. Everything was already committed before he knew it was that slider down and away. And that's why you saw all those swings and misses and at bad at bad pitches. And and he he he's changed his mechanics enough where he's getting to fastballs now. Uh, he he's hit the ball out of the ballpark to center field and and right center. Everything is starting to slow down for him a little bit now. Finally, and he's watching the ball a little bit longer before he before he commits. And that's why you're seeing him uh, t- take the pitches that, that he ought to take uh, uh, again. And that's it's really encouraging.
1: And he's like your number six hitter too. That's the that's the crazy thing. I mean, you've got guys like him. And CJ Crone that might be in the bottom third of your lineup some nights, and they're pacing you know fifty game stretches where they're pacing for 130 RBIs. So
4: right, well that's exactly that's exactly right, and that's the beauty of uh, of this lineup. And then you know when they get um, when they get Buxton back, if he can be effective in uh, the month of September, hitting ninth, it's you know it adds it, it adds that whole other uh, dimension. So it's it's just such a fun lineup to uh to watch. And I actually think that the key spot um in the in the lineup is gonna be the fifth spot. You mentioned Sano hitting sixth. Uh they've had him at fifth uh you know sometimes as well. Um I think after Cruz and Rosario they would do well to have somebody that's not a big strikeout guy. If that's Sano, great. Uh but I think uh Sano hitting sixth is is devastating too if they can if they can find somebody in the fifth spot and that's why I think Luis Arise has been there in fifth and sixth all the time, because because he's going to give uh, Rocco n- no power, but he's not going to strike out. He's going to give you real tough at bat. And, and, uh, so that's the one spot in the lineup, I think, that's uh, th- that's going to be pretty important going forward.
1: Roy Smalley, Fox Sports North, World Series champion. We love talking baseball with you, and the next time we talk with you will be in September of a pennant chase. We'll talk next week. All right, sure, guys. All right, Mackie and Judd with Rami on Score North. All right, the Rami Fried Food Challenge is coming up shortly. We also have some developing twins news that broke during that Roy Smalley interview that we'll talk about here. Um, But let's talk about TCL TVs, America's fastest-growing TV brand, and one of the most prominent and charging-forward TV brands across the country. TCL has the best combination of picture quality, price, and entertainment options. If you're a cord cutter or you're even thinking about cutting the cord, TCL... Is the TV for you? 5,000 plus streaming channels and 500,000 plus TV shows and movies. You name it, it's probably streaming through a TCL TV with that built-in Roku device. You pair TCL TVs with the brand new TCL Alto Soundbar, which by the way is compatible with almost any TV, but you're better off pairing it with a TCL TV. You've got a full entertainment setup in your living room or whatever room you choose to put the soundbar on the TV. We have TCL TVs plastered all over the studios at Score North and in the hallways, and we've got one uh, a giant uh, 65-inch TV out here at the State Fair. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand, developing Twins news when we come back.
0: 442 here at Score North. Time for the Score North download. If you didn't catch the segment Yesterday, Callum Williams joined us to talk about the U.S. Open Cup Final, which Minnesota United are playing in here in just about an hour and a half now. You can, can hear coverage of that good. here on Score North. No, no, no. Kicking off 6.30 pregame with the kickoff at 7 right here on Score North. Callum Williams, Kendrick Day St. Aubin, and Jamie Watson will lead you through that entire broadcast coming up here on Score North at six thirty. That's when your Score North download. Now back to <laughs> Matthew and Judd with Rami. Sorry, there's, there's panic out here.
1: Yeah, well, what's co- going on? A co- couple things happening here. So Rami forgot his blindfold in okay. his backpack, and he was like, "Oh, I got to get my blindfold." Yeah. And we you're said, like, no, no, "No, no, no, I can't he, go in there. He no, for, you can't." He forgot it. Yeah, of course the, he did. The the fried food challenge is about to, to take go place get that, here. By the way? No, not Seth, yet. Oh, Seth, Seth is, is, is grabbing Seth it. it. Yeah, because we'll do the fried food challenge this segment. But Judd, let's start with this Byron Buxton news here that just came across Dan Hayes' timeline from The Athletic.
2: Yeah, it's not good. It's,
1: it's, it's, predict, it's as predictable as you could possibly get.
2: It's predictable, but Buxton, so he DH'd for, uh, he DH'd for Cedar Rapids Class A team on Sunday. He was supposed to play uh, center field on Monday. He then did not play because the conditions, they said, the field was wet. Well, this from Dan Hayes, well, I'm assuming got this from uh, Rocco Baldelli during Clubhouse Access before the Twins' White Sox series. Byron Buxton had a setback. Felt something in his left shoulder Sunday and today in batting practice. Had an MRI this morning that was clear for structural damage, but his rehab is halted. Rejoining the Twins in Chicago now for further evaluation. Okay. so
1: That's good. That's exactly what we want to hear. So we are right back
2: to being shut down again. Um, Yeah, it's not good news.
1: So... And Rami's blindfolding himself here in preparation for the Fried Food Challenge here. You got your mic there? Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, they can win the World Series if... I I will say this. They're not favorites to win the World Series, even with Byron Buxton, but they can win the World Series if he plays in a postseason series against the Yankees, against the Astros. They can beat those teams. You look at their record with and without Byron Buxton. Look at the pitching. You know, we all talk about how do you fix the starting pitching? Well, I'm not saying that Byron Buxton's absence is why... Jose Barrios gave up a grand slam to the Tigers in the sixth inning the other night. But, like, Byron Buxton's presence probably shaves a half run off everybody's ERA, if not more, during small chunks of time. And it's looking more and more now. Or, you know, September is this weekend. He had a sack. They're pausing his rehab. He ain't coming back in the first half of September, I wouldn't think, unless this is way more minor than... My Minnesota sports brain is reading. (laughs) He he was. You have his arm falling off in your head right now. Yes.
2: I believe he was tracking well ahead of schedule, you guys. And so this is probably where, you know, he's sore now. But, yeah, you're right, Phil. And, and, I mean, without him, it becomes so difficult because defensively he's great. I'm not trying to say offensively he's great, but he creates a dynamic that most teams just don't have.
1: He's been great this season. But, offensively. but
2: he's but he just creates he creates so much trouble for opponents. So it's just as a sports fan, much like with luck, calling it quits. This makes me sad as a sports
3: fan. Are you going to boo Byron Bucks? Because I want
2: to see this kid play, but I just want to. No, I'm not, and I don't. I don't even. I don't blame him. He just keeps getting hurt, and he can't stay healthy, and it's just so frustrating and annoying. Because he's the type of guy, listen, if he just hit home runs and got hurt, it'd be too bad. But you know what? A lot of guys do that, right? right. So you'd be like, okay, this is too bad, but then you got three guys who can still hit home runs. But when you bring the skill set he brings, and you just can't stay on the field year after year, I'm not mad at Byron Buxton. It's just Really, as Phil said, annoying.
3: Every Twins fan's heart skipped a beat yesterday when you saw that he was held out of the lineup. You're like, oh, God, what happened? And they said, no, it's just weather-related. They didn't want him running around out there on a wet surface. But i got to believe now that, and I'm not upset at this at all, we get lied to all the time, and we should, and we have to get lied to all the time in the media. But I I don't think they were telling the truth about that yesterday. Do you guys? Oh, about the wet field? Probably probably not. I think this shoulder thing probably popped
2: up yesterday. Yeah, agreed completely. But it's, it's just too bad. It's too bad because he's so much fun to watch play yeah. baseball. And, and you know what? If he played for Cleveland, the White Sox, I'd say the same yeah. thing. He's a fun guy to watch play baseball.
1: Yeah, he's, he's, he's such a game-changing presence. Yeah. And, and I think there's so many things that he does or, or has the potential of doing that just aren't really as quantifiable as you would like. You can quantify almost anything in baseball. You can't quantify a pitcher thinking in the back of his head, I got to keep this guy close to a base, or man, if uh, you know, if I hit a, I mean, really anything. Like, there's so many things on the base pass in the outfield. You're right. So that's the news. Byron Buxton. What's the? What, are they calling it a, an official setback? Like, what is the? Um, no, they're just they're shutting saying... shutting down his rehab.
2: Rehab is halted, and okay. uh, Rosario is returning to the lineup tonight, batting uh, fourth in left field. Okay, well, that's good. All right. So he's back.
1: So all right, you can read more about that at ScoreNorth.com or the ScoreNorth mobile app, which is free to download. And we appreciate those of you who have downloaded that and listened on a regular basis. But let's get on with it, Jonathan Harrison. Why don't you go back? You've got it in your hand here, actually. Okay, this is the first time we have okay. not started the
3: segment with the Rami Fried Food Challenge, and I've had to sit here and have a serious you sports talk discussion to with you guys. Feed him this time. Because the
2: last time I did, it became a meme and and I didn't like the fact that I looked like Norman Bates.
1: Yeah, can we can we find that <laughs> photo of Judd? Someone zoomed in on super, super intense, dude. Feeding you.
2: Well, I was trying to work the food in your mouth without missing it. it just didn't end well. So I'd like Jonathan Harrison to feed him this time because my days as Norman Bates are officially over. By You're not going to feed, feed me anymore. Feed
0: moose Feed food into your mouth is going to
2: become a drop. Well, that's fine. That's better than a photo with me like looking into Rami's
3: gullet, like longingly. It was very that was a little re- weird. That were like, yes. just like oh, I'm with you guys. Food. It yeah, was I'm, weird. I'm the one sitting here with a blindfold on and having food placed in my mouth, and you managed to be the weirder looking one in that photo. <laughs>
0: By the way, people can't see this because it's radio, but you've been doing this entire segment blindfolded. blindfolded. So you're just giving blindfolded twins takes, which is amazing. I mean, I'm talented, man. That P- sounds like a
2: segment for good. <laughs> blindfolded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. blindfolded. <laughs> yes. It's time
0: for blindfolded Vikings takes. Hold on. Before, before Rami
1: dives into this glorious fried food here, yes. give, us, give us a blindfolded Vikings take real quick here. Come a on.
3: blindfolded Vikings take? All right. Um, Might be fitting.
1: Kyle Slaughter is the best quarterback on this roster. Oh,
3: that was really blindfolded. Yeah, yeah I was. <laughs> Makes sense. Yes. All right, so do you want dip on this or not? Uh, Yeah, let's go. Let's this get the full experience. Trouble. Let's get the full experience. <laughs> All, right. All right. Moving, All right. Mike, moving, moving the down. mic away from the mouth.
1: Okay. <laughs> there you go. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's a lot. Guys, you're really wow, getting in crazy. there, Jonathan. Wow. Really glad I'm not doing this. That's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> uh-huh. So the goal that's is so Rami did, Rami's uh-huh. going to take a bite and has to guess what he's eating. Give us some, uh, give us some commentary here. We'll play by play? There's meat in there. Yep,
3: <laughs> that's a drop. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that is. <laughs> There's meat in there. I don't know. And He's honestly, chewing. Honestly, I don't like it. Whatever it is, wow. I don't like it. Wow, I'm offended right now. This
1: might be Jonathan's second favorite food item. At is the that States just store. a basic corn dog? No. Have is that another just bite. Just your
3: basic <sighs> everyday corn dog.
1: Have another bite. And did
3: you dip that in ketchup? Don't don't do the sauce this time. Wait, what? How, how no dare so- you? no what? sauce. No sauce. No sauce this time.
0: Okay, if you think that's ketchup, you have some issues. All right, here's another bite. That wasn't
3: good, whatever Wait, what it is. You, but I'll have another bite. What, is, what do
0: you think ketchup tastes like? I
3: don't, I don't, this is not I problem. don't know. This All was, along, he didn't know. This he wasn't has good. no idea what ketchup tastes it like. It wasn't good. I'm just throwing stuff out there because my whole palate is Take another off. bite. Not a big bite because I didn't like it. Whatever it go. is. Right, there you go.
0: God. There we go. I don't even know what to say about you anymore.
2: <laughs> we can't take you anywhere.
0: <sighs> I'm so disappointed at this right now.
1: Is that a corn dog? It's just a corn dog? This How would be gonna... this would be hot dish on a stick dipped in gravy. Oh,
0: How you you, think...
1: you had it as corn dog dipped in ketchup. <laughs> I what was trying to figure it out. That was There's like... no ketchup even near this table. I know. By the way, no,
3: I didn't think there was ketchup. I was just trying to figure. I was throwing anything out there. That is that wasn't good. I'm just. I'm you sorry. I don't know. Back. I don't know who made it, and I'm not. You know, I'm not a Minnesota native, so hot dish hasn't really been part <laughs> of my diet my already, whole life. So
1: good job. Um, Rami. I didn't like that. I'm sorry. What's all inside hot dish on a stick? Are there tater tots? I think it's tater tot hot dish on a stick, yeah. It's like meat, tater tots, some sort of cream of mushroom situation inside of... Oh, no wonder I don't like it. I don't like mushrooms. Cut me up some. You You want want some of of that? Oh, yeah, I'll try it. It I love this.
0: Wasn't that good? This is my favorite.
1: I'll try some, but I I don't want to eat the part he ate. That's gross. Just do this. Eat from the other end. Wait, why don't you guys both start on an end? (laughs) Team building. So you don't want the rest of this? No, I don't want the rest of that. Team building. Hold on. That wasn't good, dude. What is wrong with me? So how would you rank the fried food challenge foods? You'd rank this last. Yeah, this is last.
3: Uh, The fried ravioli from Vecchio's number one, and then uh, the fried cheese. I mean, it's fried cheese number two, but that was
1: definitely three right there. That's delicious. delicious. I know. I mean, when you're when you're when you're serving up stuff like, yeah, I'll have a bite. I don't like mushrooms. Just, oh, can okay. I just rip rip some of this off. Yeah, yeah when you're that's wait, the part he ate. Wait a second, park. are you sure? That's the part he ate. Are you sure this is hot dish on a stick? Yes, it is. What? It looks like a corn dog. No,
3: it's hot <laughs> dish on a <the> stick. <laughs> what? what kind of meat is in there? I don't know. I didn't ask.
1: No, that wasn't good. I feel like these are all the conversations you have when you're. And I like hot dish, but no one ever really knows what's in hot dish. You know, it's, right. like, it's kind of creamy, and are those peas? I don't know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> But it's good. Is that the so point
3: of very, Hot Dish? It's comforting. Is, is that, is, are people playing this game every time they eat Hot Dish trying to figure out what's what they're in my eating? Own. Yeah, what's that's in so my good. mouth right now? And why is wrong. my
2: tongue scalding? That baby. was delicious.
0: What's in my mouth right now is another drop. Yeah, it <laughs> is.
3: So Thank you for that. <laughs> that was really good. With no sauce, too. So that, I didn't use the sauce. I mean, hey, man, that's different strokes said. for different folks. That is not yeah, my apparently dish.
0: Apparently gravy tastes like ketchup now.
3: Hot so dish is not my dish. Maybe that's been his problem
0: with ketchup all
3: along.
1: Jonathan, there is nothing wrong with your palate. Thank you. Well that is today's fried food challenge with Rami Mack. Two and one no? Two and one. He's two and one. And of course of course I am worried that maybe you're just playing the sour grapes card here because you knew you you didn't you didn't know what it was and so you're trying to save it. No, no no a I didn't bit. like it. That's okay. got
3: nothing to do. It's, I I no. own the loss. I own the loss. There are no excuses. I didn't, I didn't guess it right, but I just didn't enjoy it. Yeah. Why, right. why
2: did producer Declan back in studio have to put out the picture of me, especially the close-up <laughs> feeding Rami? <laughs> I told you I didn't want it out. Not I wanted it back out.
1: Declan? <laughs> Judd, the look, the look on your face, he retweeted it? <laughs> yes, he retweeted it out again. Yeah, it was out sure there last week. Thank you, Declan.
2: <laughs>
3: I had multiple people send me that photo. <laughs> like, like, and then by
2: multiple three, but that was enough there, to realize how creepy is, that was. <laughs> there is a fighting chance that Rami's life was in jeopardy during that segment. <laughs>
3: And by the way, that photo has been turned into a meme on the Milwaukee comedy scene page by some friends of mine.
4: <laughs> this is what he's doing in Minneapolis. <laughs>
1: Amazing. Amazing. Oh man. Alright, well the the fried food challenge will continue. We've got we have a list of things that we're we might have to do, like, multiple fried food challenges in one day to fit in all the things that we want to put into your body. I will I will take <laughs> one for the team. And there's okay, another yeah, drop. there's a winner. <laughs> we now
2: have the winner. You can <laughs> How Christ many Christ drops are you guys going to give me? This is
0: too many. This is amazing.
1: amazing. That's got to right. end today, Shell. <laughs> uh, all right. Gentlemen, when we come back, Mike Zimmer had a very Mike Zimmer-like thing to say about the kicking competition and what he expects. I'm from really getting to like kicker. Mike Zimmer. He provides us with plenty of fodder for this <laughs> show. Well, when he's asked a question, he gives an answer. He doesn't. He doesn't give you a non-answer. He gives you an answer. And he gave an answer about the kicking situation that we will get to when we come back live at the Minnesota State Fair. It is Mackie and Jub with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app. Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company, talking to all you business owners out there. Uh, I have I have experience in the ups and the downs as a former business owner myself, and I never had any issues with uh, insurance companies, but I can tell you there's a lot of times where people are probably regretting their decision to partner with a bad insurance company or an insurance company that really is more just a policy or doesn't give you that face-to-face relationship. There are certain things in life that you don't want to skimp on, all right? I would argue that toilet paper is one of those. Insurance is another one. If you're a business owner, Federated is here with more than just the bare minimum. They're here with over a century of experience in helping businesses become as successful as they can be. Federatedinsurance.com is a great place to find out information about the industries Federated protects, and it's also a great place to find your Federated Marketing representative. Federated is also a proud partner of multiple sports teams in the Twin Cities. So if you're a business owner out there, check them out at FederatedInsurance.com. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. Mackie and Judd live from the Minnesota State Fair.